Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Stare Down. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast where we talk about mostly sports and a little bit of real estate. In fact, sometimes no real estate, but it's always <laughs> all sports. Hey, I'm Sean Carpenter, and I'm in Columbus, Ohio, but today I'm in Cranford, New Jersey, the greatest little town in America. <laughs> oh, no, he's got an audience, Todd. Oh, no. Oh, man. Live. Live studio Seems audience. Factor high. Live from Steel Canyon. Yes. <laughs> And uh, always joined by my good buddies, Bill Risser and Todd Meininger. Let's start with you, Bill Risser, down in St. Pete. What's going on? Not much. Just a a long day of football. Sat down about 1 o'clock. And what is it now? 9 o'clock? We're recording this episode, and I'm still watching football with the Chargers and Steelers. And and let's go back a day, Bill. Uh, To to those of us listening in the cold, northern, (laughs) dreary weather, uh, I texted you yesterday. You were walking on the golf course. What was the temperature? Was it in the Uh, 70s? Yeah, it was 72 in the morning. Yeah, Yeah. kind of perfect, huh? Perfect day. Yeah. The weekend's been amazing. We, we might have rain. Uh, we might have rain tomorrow. So there you go. Okay. All right. Good. And Todd, what's going on with you, man? What's going on in, in the coming Georgia North of Atlanta? Uh, pretty, pretty, uh, similar as bill. Just a lot of, uh, football this weekend. So, um, just a couple of big games going on yesterday and, uh, some good NFL games today. So yeah, just doing the, uh, doing the football thing. Good. Well, let's, let's actually, Focus on football this week, guys. Um, Shea is un- unavailable to join us this week. He's off in, in the Vegas uh, on assignment. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that's what we'll call it. That's what we'll say. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's start with Thursday. Uh, let's actually start with Friday's um, first game of the championship series. That was the Pac-12. And it was Utah versus Washington. Yeah. Right? And um, might have been one of the most boring championship games you'll, you'll ever watch. Uh, pretty sure if you were not a Washington or a Utah fan, you didn't watch every snap of that game or you're a, you're a gambler, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you had the under, you're super happy. <laughs> 10 to, 10 yeah. to three. Well, yeah, it's still super bored, right? Even though you're happy, but bored. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. So <laughs> did you guys happen to watch any of it? It was just a game where Utah, you know, they had a backup quarterback. They could not move the ball at all. Um, you know, the halftime score was three, nothing. Um, and then Utah, loses 10 to three on a kind of a controversial call Todd you you texted at the group at as it happened um you know I I think probably it was pass interference um fourth and seven end of the game championship I don't know maybe a good time to eat the whistle but it was clearly a clearly over the back wasn't it yeah um gosh there's just no consistency right the reason I love hockey is (laughs) They swallow the whistle in overtime, pretty much. I mean, you got to absolutely kill someone to get a get a penalty, right? Um, but on, upon replay, the ref was right there. I know it's bang bang, especially in live time. Uh, I think they missed the call. Uh, that was unfortunate for Utah. Um, but I thought it was definitely pass interference. But again, yeah. as you said, late in the game, uh, maybe they decided unless it was egregious, they're going to let the, the kids win on the field. And let's be honest, Todd. It's not like Utah was driving the ball up and down the field at will all night. 
So that would have got them a first down. They were still at the 31-yard line. They still would have had to have found a way to, to the, sure. for the first time of the night, get to the end zone. Yeah, they had to get to the end zone, so that was going to be a problem. Yeah, but, so. but it does give them a chance. Um, but you know, I guess I felt for um, Coach Kyle. Uh, Kyle. Him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was just – you know, he just, just couldn't believe it. And, and asking the ref, he's like, you, you didn't see it? What did you see? And, of course, the refs are always going to you know, stick to their call, which they should. But – Again, um, I don't even think it was close. I think it was just missed. But as you indicated, Sean, it may or may not, probably may not have made a difference anyway. Yep. Bill, did you happen to catch any of that game on Friday night? Yeah, I did. It was, uh, like you said, I, I, I tuned out probably midway through the third quarter. <laughs> just yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just slow and boring and not what you expect from the Pac-12. And just, you know, nothing – it wasn't a, a Big 12 game where there was awesome excitement where every play could turn into a touchdown. No. Um, so it's just one of those like, why don't I get to bed early and and hit the golf course? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly so, right. So Saturday comes, a lot of things on the slate and kind of up for grabs on Saturday, right? You had the early game was the Big Twelve game. Now mm. starting at eleven o'clock, kick in Dallas, Jerry World was host of of the Oklahoma Texas rematch, right? A game where where Texas finally got off to Schneid in the Red Red River rivalry. <laughs> River exactly. rivalry rematch, right? They, Oklahoma loses by three in that game. Uh, the only loss of the season. They have a chance to avenge their only loss. Uh, coming off a game, where, coming off three games in a row where they've given up forty or more points, um, but but knowing that if they could perform well, they maybe were in the lead slot to take that fourth, that coveted fourth spot in the CFP because. Number four Alabama or number four Georgia was playing Alabama later in the day. So let's let's talk about the Big Twelve game first, guys. What did you fun game to watch? It was a you know it was neat to see that stadium filled. Um, you probably expect yeah. it where you know Texas fans are driving an hour and a half or two hours from Austin. Oklahoma's driving three and a half four hours down from from Norman. Um, but boy, what a great atmosphere that was for an eleven o'clock kickoff, right? Yeah, that's that's not unusual though for that rivalry, right? I think it's a noon game. Um, anyway, in the in the regular season, the, yeah, the rivalry is in the regular season. But right. you know, we we remember Todd. Obviously, days past at night, right? Yeah. It was an eight o'clock game where you yep. know, you know, obviously the the big Texas beating Nebraska helped us get into the first championship game that we got into. Yeah, I remember a lot of Oklahoma, Casey, uh, Kansas State in the snow. Yeah, you're right. Um, but for that particular matchup, I think those those guys are used to that time. And Texas got off to a fast start, a uh, real did. fast start. Um, and I think Oklahoma, you know, I think they're the, 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 the rightful champs, if you will. It would have been an upset if, if Texas won again. It's hard to be in a team twice in the same season. Um, so I thought Oklahoma showed a lot of a poise of kind of weathering the early storm and getting back into the game. So You, you know, Texas, Texas kept scoring, but Oklahoma never let them get really too far ahead. And I think the key was they get up by three on that one – after that one drive, they, they drove down. They didn't get the, t- the kind of the – the go-ahead touchdown, but they get the go-ahead field goal. And then the next drive, they, they kind of block Texas inside the, the five after, a I think, a block in the back got him inside there. And then, boy, that, that corner blitz came out mm. of nowhere. And Ellinger, I mean, it was coming to his open side, and he mm. didn't see the guy until, like, literally the last second where it could have been a fumble and a strip sack. Um, that was just a quick turn of the tide, wasn't it? I mean, that corner blitz was – you know, kind of the classic perfectly called at the right time. He gets in, he, sa- he gets a safety on Ellinger right. in the end zone. They go up five and then get the ball back, right? 
Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I think we saw it, um, was it against LSU, Sean, always go back to Florida, but, uh, Grantham drew up the, I think that was a safety blitz, but a well-timed blitz in a pre- pressure situation is, is, um, hard for the offense to respond to, but yeah. Um, good, good win, Oklahoma. I mean, they're, yeah. What one so, loss, right? So Oklahoma, Oklahoma goes in with a prolific offense. A, avenge their only loss, too. Avenge their only loss. Probably double digit win against the 14th team in the double country. digit win against 14th team in the country. And and their their quarterback who is you know vying for a Heisman right now, uh, puts up some good numbers and is has some has some, you know, very um, I guess in today's day and age, some Xbox like video game moves to keep plays alive, you know, long passes, runs, things like that. Um, so that, that game segued over to another game that was happening earlier in the day. And that was the, uh, UAB mm. Mississippi or, uh, Tennessee, middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Right? Middle, Tennessee. Yeah. I, I'm just going to have this game just really quickly because you tweeted out, uh, kind of a, this is why we love college sports. Why don't you talk about the, the end of that game and what happened? Um, not so much at the end of the game, but, after the game. Yeah. I was about to say, you're, you're going to, um, you called me in the end of the game. I did not watch, um, any of that game. I didn't watch like, the single play. play. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I didn't, but what caught my eye is, is you know, <laughs> this, this, their head coach, uh, from middle Tennessee state. And I'm sorry, I forget his name. Um, he was just absolutely gutted and he kept saying, um, he kept saying that he just wanted it so badly for his players. And it was just so genuine. It wasn't coach speak. It was, it was a guy that was gutted for his seniors and, and all those players, and he just said, I want it so badly for this guy. And then they went to the quarterback, and he almost couldn't even talk, right? He was just at a loss for words. Yeah, let me, so, just, let, me, um, let me interrupt you, Todd. So it's Rick Stockstill okay. and Brent Stockstill, his son. Oh, his son, okay. The quarterback, yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's why that moment I think was so touching um, to, to watch. You know, they, they basically just said, why are you so emotional, coach? And if, mm-hmm. you, if you can find it on Twitter, if you just kind of search Middle Tennessee postgame, uh, you'll find it. It was really, it was so genuine, Todd. I think that's what was cool about it. It was, yep. there was no, um, this will help us with the committee. This will, you know, th- there right. was, they, they, they lost. Did you see it, Bill? Did you see the clip? No, I saw the clip. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's tough to watch because <laughs> he's really hurt. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, to, to, to think that, you know, he's not just speaking for himself and his staff. He's speaking for the, the seniors and their families, the juniors and their families, the sophomores and their families. And really it, it's a, it's a genuine, honest moment. So I just want to bring that game up. It was, it was kind of a cool and, and kudos to UAB, right? This is a program that was, mm. was gone, gone two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Gone. Football program. And they, you know, they've avenged their loss this season. One of their, you know, they multiple losses, obviously to bigger programs. Um, but Good job for that. Okay, so let me move into that 3.30 window. Uh, two games happening at 3.31 at, 3.31 at 4. Um, there was the UCF Memphis. Mm. Um, the, the, I guess, what's that conference called? The uh, American Athletic Conference. AAC. American Athletic. The, the championship games being played in the bounce house in Orlando on the home mm. field of right. UCF. Is that a contractual thing or is it a, like, what is up with that? Oh. Why is that? Oh, Orlando is a pretty, it's like an Atlanta type um, location where I think for that small conference, it's a good hub to have, you know, to have easy, have. easy flights in and all that good I stuff. I mean, Orlando has three yeah. bowl games, you yeah. know, that yeah. city. Yeah. The camping you know. world and yeah, the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. No, I, I get that, but it's just weird that, 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 that is at their home court. 
at their home field, right? No, well, that's actually, I think, I think you're incorrect. I'd have to do a little research, but the old Citrus Bowl um, is where they played that game, I think. No, it was at the Mount's house. I, I, I was it really? It was. That is, that is, that is strange. And I agree it, with you. It even place. had the UCF logo at the center field. You See, know? I thought it was at the Citrus. I assumed it was at the Citrus Bowl without yeah, really yeah. looking at it. Well, that is, yeah, I agree, Sean. So anyway, anyway, Memphis goes out to a big lead, 31-17. They're up 30. Oh, God. Or 31 14. They're 31-14. 17. Tickling, tickling me with a feather right there, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and it goes to a, a, McKenzie, a, a McKenzie Milton-less night squad. Yeah. They come back and win, drop 56 on Ooh. Memphis, and finish their second season undefeated. They're now 25 in a row. They Kudos finish to them. That's, that's amazing, right? right? Yeah. Really is amazing. Um, you know, you can't fault them, but, you know, I, I think you can clearly say – you know, except unless you're a UCF fan, they're not one of the best four teams in the country. No. And her, you know, I think Herstory's got the best line on that. I know they get all tweaked at him, but he just, he just flat out says, you just don't have the schedule. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Not saying it's easy to go, to win, go undefeated two years in a row, no matter what the schedule is. Sure. They, they don't finished. have the schedule to be in the playoff. I totally get it. Now, you know, there, there was a, there was that doomsday Armageddon, situation that could have put them there right possibly right um but it didn't happen so they needed a whole lot of weird stuff to happen clemson had to lose and and uh you know um you wanted george georgia had to lose but oklahoma had to lose and ohio state had to lose and then maybe you could just throw them a bone but it didn't so, happen so so, so while that's a cinderella story um not a lot of people care about that story because the big focus was on the game that happened at four o'clock yeah um the game that obviously is going to was going to really impact everything else that happened uh, yesterday and throughout the rest of the season. That was the SEC championship game. Number one, Alabama. Number four, Georgia. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, rematch of last year's championship game. Um, really, I think we we got what we wanted, right? We got a great game. Jake Fromm was unbelievable. Um, you know, we maybe we'll talk in a minute about Kirby Smart's decisions to oh, oh todd even, todd wants to talk about it. he's 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 got a breakdown video he's got the, he's got a whole thing on well, that I, I could talk for an hour about this game not even not even not even the fake punt but just some of the decisions to spell jake from when he he was clearly having literally one of the best games he you've ever seen of any college quarterback mm-hmm. uh, just some of his passes the touches the the, the, the audibles he was making uh let's just talk about the game guys alabama comes in a prohibitive favorite They've won every game by 20 mm. or more points, yet they find themselves down 14 points three times in the game. Um, Todd, let's start with you. Where do you want to begin, Sean? So, Actually, um, well, why, don't I, why don't I just, you know, for the people that didn't watch the game, and I, why are you listening to the podcast if you didn't watch the game? But, uh, you know. That'd be what, odd, right? <laughs> what, be, what became a 28-28 game, uh, Alabama wins 35-28. So let's go back and kind of break down how do we get to where we're at. So there's there's so many storylines um, that I want to talk about and and, and cut me off because um, I could probably literally go on for 20 minutes. So um, I think that the, the momentum changed um, when Georgia's up 14 and uh, Rodrigo missed that field goal. He is so beloved in Georgia. He couldn't be a better kid. He hasn't his, you know, he hasn't missed many and he missed one and it, you know, momentum swung after that. Um, thinking about Alabama, I mean, point guards in basketball, when you watch them dribble the ball, the reason they look ahead is because the ball bounces straight back up, right? It's round. 
a football bounces anywhere. Alabama recovered three offensive fumbles, including one for a touchdown. And just it just boggles your mind the fortune that this team has. They're already so good. And to have those three bounces go their way is incredible. You have the whole Tua getting injured, right? That that was incredible. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, who who isn't proud and happy for that guy today, right? Yeah. Cool finish. He didn't he didn't he didn't pout. He he <laughs> He kept playing, um, and I'm happy for him. Um, Look, Tua, and, Tua went out three times in that game. I think I think he should have been pulled earlier. I really do. I think yeah. he was playing lame, and I think that was part of the reason Alabama wasn't have success. He got he got hit on the interception. He got fell on on the one um, almost a sack, but the offensive lineman fell on him, and then he got obviously hurt at the end where where they had to pull him out because he he had to you know get carried off the field. Right, right. And this is just a classic case of Georgia just not finishing. I mean, they were there. They had it. And now credit to Alabama, of course, right? Um, they, Georgia left a crack in the door, and they, and they bust through it. Sure. Um, but I agree with you. Jake, Farm, uh, Jake Fromm, incredible. Uh, the running backs, um, Dustin Swift ran particularly hard, I thought, yesterday. But, again, Alabama hung in there, and they did what Alabama does. Um, you, you don't <laughs> – if there's a draw in boxing, the champ wins. And I kind of felt like um, Georgia, even though they lost, I mean, they, they, they had to beat Alabama and obviously they didn't. So anytime you want to talk about the, the, the fourth and 11. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Bill, what were you glad what to talk your, about it? Yeah. Thoughts on the game itself. I mean, obviously a, a sellout crowd there at Mercedes yeah. Stadium, uh, black and black and red and, and just crimson and, and white, you know, yeah, just I and for me it was um, seeing Tua get hurt so early in the game. You know, definitely kind of put a different spin on the way the thing sure. was going to go. And uh, but valiant effort, right? He was in and out of that tent, coming back in, just giving it everything he, he had. had. No quit, right? He had no, no quit. He was. I mean, he wanted to be in there. Uh, and and then, like you said, the redemption for Jalen Hurts just amazing, mm. right? It's just the reversal of fortune from last year was yeah. uh, super the, fun, super fun to watch. The bookend of the being against Georgia. You know, the, the second half, and then it becomes the second half. And, mm. you know, it was such a, a book. And then his humbleness, his humility, mm. his humility after the game. Yep. You know, Todd, I think I, I tweeted you, the, the, the interview with Tebow was, like, chilling. You know, mm-hmm. just Tebow saying, like, how do you do this? And, and he just, in a quiet voice, he said, you know, I just, I just did what I felt like I needed to do. He yeah. didn't have to mm-hmm. interview anybody. It was super cool. And both – you got both kids doing that, right? You got mm-hmm. Tua and Jalen, both super humble. And it happened after the last year's game, too. You, you, yeah. The first person that hugged Tua after the long pass was Jalen. Was Jalen. And vice um, versa I'm, on this one, yeah. Yeah, I'm happier, obviously, for Jalen this year, but I'm more proud of him last year. He didn't pout. <laughs> There's no towel over the head. He wasn't right. – yeah, so it just hard not to like that guy, whether, you know – whether you like Alabama or not, um, hard not to like that guy, right? Yeah. You know, here's the thing, guys. You know, you look at the a team like Georgia who comes in even as good as they are, right? They come in underdogs. They come in with the world almost saying they have no chance. Everything in the first half happened in the right way. You know, they, they, they go three and out. Alabama drives right down, turns it over. Tua gets hurt. Irv Smith drops a – not wouldn't have been a touchdown, but would have been a 50 yard gain mm. uh, on that one play. Yeah. 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 Rugs drops a pass inside the 10 um, that, that, you know, it's just, it was yet. They could not get any farther than like tied at halftime. Right. It was, or down seven at halftime. It was just one of those games where it's just like, as a Georgia fan, you had to say like, 
we've been given this game and we cannot mm. close it. Right. Yep. So, so let's, let's, let's kind of fast forward to the end of the game. It starts getting tight. Um, Alabama's up or Georgia's up for 14 points. Uh, mm. Two of scores. Then he gets knocked out. Then Hertz lays him back down. It's 28, 28. Georgia has the ball. They have the ball on their own 49 yard line, fourth and 12. And why don't you just walk us through maybe what could be the worst decision of the day for sure. <laughs> so there's, there's so many, um, <laughs> so many variables, factors, way to look at this. So fourth and 11, um, Georgia lines up to punt, right? And the, the first glaring obvious thing is, did you notice who the up back was? Justin Fields, right. Justin Fields, right. So, and if, if you and I notice that, who else do you think notices that? <laughs> no, it, it, not if, Kirby Smart. Go ahead. If he'd maybe, been up back, Saban and, and it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he'd been up back like all year, all and they're save, they're they're trying to save this play. That's one thing. But I'm sure they're like, that's Justin Fields. <laughs> He's been playing quarterback. We know him, right? He's not a second stringer that people don't know about. So that's problem number one. Problem number two, um, which I have a big problem with, is um, apparently the long snapper didn't uh, execute the play in a timely manner, right? So the reason the play failed was because it didn't, they didn't get off quick enough. The next step of that is why didn't they call a timeout? And, or just audible to a pooch and just, just get it off. The timing of the game is so weird. I know momentum was going Alabama's way, but punt the ball, put your defense on with, what, less than two minutes left? Yeah, one, and make one, them drive. Nine, I think. Yeah. yeah, make them drive the field. Don't give them a ball on your own forty-five. And I did not see this, but I read about it, and a lot of Georgia people uh, told me about it. My biggest problem with it, the whole thing was Kirby blamed the execution and the players. He had a, a, a very easy opportunity to say, "Hey, I regret the decision because it didn't work." But at the time, I went for it. He blamed the kids, and to me, that's that's just not good. Yeah, it's coaching one on one. You don't hang your players up. Let's go back to the to the last bad call that was massively impactful. That was Pete Carroll's decision to throw the ball. Russell Wilson, who's the first person that took took blame for that call? Pete Carroll. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, he, absolutely. He just said, "Look, I I support the call. The call was the right call, but it was my bad call at the right time." Like he he doesn't yeah. think. Yeah, he wasn't saying like if Russell would have passed the ball better or you know. So you're right. It was the thing that was so weird about it, Todd. It's four, fourth and eleven. Mm. Justin Fields hasn't. He's. I think he took three other snaps in the rest of the game, and he ran right. all of them. Right. Um, he didn't. Th- there was. He was not in there to throw the ball. He was in there to try and run for eleven yards against a mm. safe Alabama team. It was just shocking. Yeah, shocking. Um, it's a riverboat gambler call that wasn't really necessary. I mean, I know momentum was going, and momentum is a really funny thing. Alabama scored fourteen straight. But if it was me, I would like to think I say, "Hey, let's punt." Defense playing pretty well. It seemed like when they gave up, it was huge chunks, right? But um, defense was playing pretty well. Make them. I'm going to make them beat us going, you know, 80 yards, 50 yards, whatever field goal range is, right? right. I'm not going to hit them the ball. I'm not going to flip a coin. And it wasn't 50 50. It was you know, probably a 25 percent uh, success and a 75 percent failure. I would think. Just right. a head scratcher. Disappointing. Um, disappointing. I, if I was a, a UGA alum or fan, I, I would be scratching my head saying, you know, that's the way we lose, you know. That's, so, that's- so, Bill, let's, let's fast forward to you. As a sports fan, a big 
a, a growing more college football fan, especially mm-hmm. at Southeastern Conference, at the end of that game, are you saying to yourself, I just watched two of the best teams in the country play? <laughs> wow, loaded question. Are we leading into something? <laughs> <laughs> loaded question. I'm just saying, like, at, at the way this, I, no, I, I, I would just like to know your feel at the end of that game. Uh, absolutely. I felt, I felt that that was a, a battle of two heavyweights. It was a yeah. great game. It was, uh, yeah, I'm not going to deny that. Can't can't say that uh, okay. it wasn't a, a game between two great teams, but but yes. there's there's more than two great teams in the country. I agree. So so mm-hmm. let's let's segue that into the night games. So that game ends obviously CBS Gary Danielson Brad Nessler, uh, you know New Heisel, all the guys on that thing are kind of you know they're they're in the SEC boat. They they get paid by the SEC conference to to promote their thing. So they're <laughs> they're heavy on the. Heisman and the and the national championship implications. Not, not Robert Smith and uh, <laughs> yeah, and Matt Liner. And, um, Matt Liner, yeah. Matt Liner, yeah. So, and so Fox. So let's go to the night games. Let's quickly. Okay, Clemson blows out Pitt as expected. Shock! Right. I was shocked. Clemson, you know, uh, Clemson <laughs> in the championship. Um, so that leaves the Big Ten: Ohio State, Northwestern. Ohio State, one loss. Um, earlier in the season to a bad Purdue team, 29 mm. points. Well, a, a bull bound, a bull bound Purdue, bull bound Purdue team. Yeah. It's but, not, you wouldn't call them bad or average. How's that? A, a, six, a six and six teams. Yeah. There so that's go. exactly yeah. average. Average is grits, um, right? Yeah. About, yeah they, they beat that team, but they, they, they came off a big win over, over their rival Michigan. Um, they are in the big 10 championship. They're playing against an eight and four Northwestern team. Mm-hmm. They know that Oklahoma won before them by double digits. So pretty much the mission is you've got to win big. You got to win big. Like Wisconsin um, big. Like Wisconsin big, 59 nothing. right, mm-hmm. last time yeah. they were in that position. Yep. Just, you know, Ohio State wins by 21, kind of almost a backdoor 21, though. They were – it was close. It was really third quarter. Um, Northwestern was driving the ball. Uh, you know, it was a close game. It was – Northwestern never had the lead late. Um, and Dwayne Haskins threw for 499 yards – Wow. Um, yeah. You know, wow. impressive, impressive. <laughs> but when you're throwing it all over the yard and you know, you're, you know, you're, you're taking off chunks at a time. Um, he took for 499 yards. You think about it. 499. And I think he threw 39 times. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of yards. Wow. I'm going to tell you, there were many, many catches where there was no defender in the same frame. Yes. Amazing yes. how yes. wide open guys were. Yeah. You know, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that did, I'm not diminishing what Haskins did. I'm just saying, right. oh my gosh, you know, there was there's a talent gap, little, I think. Very little back in. Yeah. I, I think, I think, and Todd, you might be able to pull up quicker on your laptop instead of my phone. Um, look at the passing attempts by Haskins this year versus like Oof. Kyler Murray and, and Tua. It's unbelievable. I mean, like he, I think he attempted 200 more passes. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty impressive. But so just overall, Bill, what was your thoughts? Ohio State wins the Big Ten. They go t- uh, 10, 11 and one, right? No, yeah. twelve and one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, one of the best coaches in the country. Um, you know, three national championships. Um, Heisman candidate on the team. They win, scoring forty five points. Um, you know, they make their plea. They basically say, like, we 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 deserve to be in. So, you know, it, it, you don't get into the playoffs on the last two games of the season. Uh, you get into the playoffs based on the, we'll use their their tired old cliche, your body of work. Body of work. But mm. but still, you know, here's the deal. It felt like that game was like a it was a microcosm of the Ohio State season. Instead of just destroying, um, you know, destroying 
a Northwestern like they should have. They just had this, they were just kind of average and okay. It would just, they, we were they, better they had, the whole game, but we weren't great the whole game. Right. And then got great in the fourth quarter, got a couple scores, ran it up like they had to. They did, the, they did what they're supposed to do. I just don't think that, uh, look, I, I'm in complete agreement with the committee. You know, they, you know, I think that they didn't do enough. Uh, granted, the Michigan win was huge. I think that just throws shade on Michigan <laughs> in a yeah. way. Like maybe they weren't all that, right? So, um, but anyways, that's my take. All right, Todd, we'll, thoughts on the Big Ten, then we'll, we'll get to the, the final four. So, um, didn't see much of that game. I uh, watched the first half, a little third quarter, then and dozed off, um, fully expecting Ohio State to win, right? I, I think that was a Buckeye win. Um, as you say, they didn't, they don't blow them away, but they're right. they're going to wear them down, and they 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 win pulling away, right? Which is which is fine. I think Ohio State uh, ended up where they needed to six. That said, and I'm not trying to open a, another debate, but if let's say it was an 18 playoff, no one would want to play Ohio State. They're they're just <laughs> one of those teams that are hard to play, and Urban Meyer tends to he either loses huge or, or, or wins. I mean, his record, you know, in the big 10 sure. is insane, right? I mean, his overall record's insane. So eight to nine. Yeah. 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 So that and, said, yeah. I think they're where they need to be. But again, if it was an 18 playoff, I would want to be what the third seed or, yeah, you know, but you know, as a fan, Ohio state, yeah. as a fan, if it was an 18 playoff, I'd love to see Oklahoma play Ohio state right now. <laughs> like, cause that's how it match up. In theory, the way that the CFP, committee put it is it would be Oklahoma versus Georgia. They, they only dropped Georgia to fifth, Ohio right. state sixth, but let's just say it was Oklahoma, Ohio state. That would be a, a, a pretty thing. All right. So let's, let's talk guys. So, so today at noon, they, they bring out the final four. Uh, at the time you knew there was three teams in, you knew Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame were in. Whether Notre Dame deserved to be in once again, we can argue that till the cows come home, but let's just say those three we knew were in. The only other undefeated team out there was UCF. We knew they weren't in. So it pretty much came down to Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Georgia. Right. Right? Twelve hours before, a lot of the country watched two teams play and had a hard time saying that's not two of the best teams in the country. Oklahoma, flawed as they are, score a lot of points. They're fun to watch. They're a a blue-chip program. Ohio State, flawed as they are, score a lot of points. They're a blue-chip program. The committee decides we're not we're not breaking any news here that <laughs> Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma will be their four teams in the playoffs. Initial thoughts on just the setup, and then we can maybe talk about the matchups. We'll cover the bowl games and all the other teams in, in future episodes, guys. Just Bill, what was your initial? Were you surprised? Were you uh, were you relieved? Were you you know? Tell me about your thoughts on the four they picked. Yeah, not surprised. I would say relieved. I'm happy with the four. I, um, I would have been unhappy if, if Ohio State made it. Uh, I would have, I guess, understood if Georgia had somehow, because of the performance, stayed. But, but I think Oklahoma deserves a chance. I think, look, from a big-picture national point of view, just having one SEC team kind of makes the rest of the country happy. I know that there's all the SEC honks out there, you know, the, the true fans of that conference, which is the best conference. Um, her, you know, they, 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 Georgia put up an amazing performance, but 
let's just let Kyler Murray have his day, right, and, against Tua or Jalen, and and uh, you know we'll just see how and 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 the Trevor, the kid at Clemson, it's going to be a fun, a lot yeah. of fun, right? I, unfortunately for all the Notre Dame fans listening, I feel so bad for you because it's just going to be ugly again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be ugly in the first. You're not even going to make it to the finals if you play Alabama. Let's assume it's going to be a repeat of three or four years ago. It's just ugly. Sure. So, yeah. So I, I yeah, I, it's what I expected. Todd? Todd? So um, I, I respect and understand Bill's decision. Um, <laughs> so I, I fall <laughs> – where do I start? First of all, um, I don't – I think the odd men out should be Notre Dame. And I, I know why they're in, but I'll just preface it saying the odd men out should be Notre Dame, right? So um, that said, I was watching, and I agreed with Herbie and Jesse Palmer, who said – Oklahoma is going to be in, but I think Georgia should be in. So my bone of contention is, and again, my, 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 in a perfect world four would be Alabama one, Clemson two, Georgia three, Oklahoma four. That said, I understand why Notre Dame's in. So I'm not going to argue that. I understand why. Um, so assuming the top three are in, I would pick Georgia over Oklahoma and OSU because the conference championship games aren't a play-in game. They're not a playoff game it is simply a conference championship. And if the idea is to put the best four teams out there, I think Alabama and Georgia um, are two of the – Alabama clearly won. Maybe you could argue Clemson. But that's fine. Alabama clearly won or two. Um, I think Georgia should be three or four. So I think the committee, it was predictable, and I would have I guessed they would have done what they done or did what they did. Um, but I think Georgia is a top four team. Maybe I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid here in Atlanta. I don't know, but I was that, that's who I would have put in. Yeah, I I agree. I I do try and sometimes take myself out of the SEC cauldron. Um, it, you know, I, I know that you know the the rest of the nation outside of of the Southeast would have gone ballistic if the, if two SEC teams got in the same way we would get upset if two Big Ten teams made it in, or yeah. or. Texas and Oklahoma backdoored in or whatever, you know, clearly Notre Dame's a fly in the ointment, you know, that to use a, a, a Tim Brando yeah. word, um, yeah. they, they are bigger than anybody else. They're, they're their own animal. They have no conference tie in. They didn't play this weekend. They didn't have to back up a, you know, and really when you really dissect their losses or their wins, the, tw- the they beat the Michigan team. That's it, right? They beat Michigan. And that's really the only team that they beat week was, one. Yeah. We but I, I, I think and here's the problem. Go ahead, Bill. Well, I had this conversation earlier with Todd. You know that I, I think the only way Notre Dame makes the playoffs forever is, is yeah. yeah, Notre Dame has to go undefeated. And if Notre Dame goes undefeated, they're in every year. But every if they, year. Have, they have one loss, they're never in ever. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be the way things. it is for their schedule. Right. Two things, and and Bill, everything you said, um, I agree with. You know. Hey, give Oklahoma a chance. You know, no one wants two SEC team, blah, blah, blah. That shouldn't be – that shouldn't factor into decision-making. That should be a result of the decision. And I don't right? know if it did. I don't know if it did. No, I'm not saying you no. did, but I'm yeah. saying everything you say, in my opinion. Um, and the second thing is we are so quick in the college football world to forgive an early loss, yeah. right? A uh, first-game loss. Oh, that was the first game. Then I think we should be equally – um, as forgiving to an early win. Notre Dame beat Michigan game one. I agree. It was never really challenged after that. Again, I, I don't want to argue the Notre Dame um, 
um, factor unless you want to, but yeah, there's just no way around it. Psycho- psychologically wise, Todd, it's like we talk about in a, in a round of golf. If I bogey the first hole, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem as big of a deal, but in the U S open, if I bogey the last hole, it seems yeah. absolutely you choked when you bogey yeah. the last hole. If I would have b- double bogeyed the first hole and made birdies on the next three holes and yeah. it's still bogey the last hole, it would have been like, but you bogey the last hole. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just, it, there's no way around that. So look, I, I think the three teams that got in, Bill, you told us before we went on the air, the early lines are, are pretty big for both Alabama and Clemson. Is that right? Double yeah, four, 14 for Bama and 12 or 11 for Clemson. Yeah. By so, the way, fourth year in a row, Clemson's the second seed fourth year in a row. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And you know, guys, I, you know, much like uh, Golden State Warriors in the NBA, uh, we're probably headed for an Alabama Clemson mm-hmm. championship. And, and listen, if you're tired of it, then beat them. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, you know, Look, I, I, I think I called this uh, after week one. I think you did. Yeah. yeah I right? said you're this. like, let's just fast forward to week 16, right? Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only negative part is um, they, 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 they didn't have a double digit win over Georgia. It was only seven points. So. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, so Bill, based on what you just saw with Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Tula getting, Tula getting knocked out early in the game. Yeah. Are you still saying a walk away Tua wins the Heisman? Yes. His year is unprecedented in college football. Never, ever has the efficiency rating destroyed. In fact, Kyler Murray also broke the efficiency record. He's a whole nother level, right? It's just an amazing guy. And, and like I said, you know, if he'd have allowed, if Saban allowed him to run up some numbers and pull some Haskins stuff, he would have, uh, he yeah. would have blown by Haskins numbers. He just yeah, but- didn't. By the way, he didn't play in the fourth quarter again, but for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And um, Murray's going to play baseball, right, Bill? I think yeah, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's yeah. signed a multi-million dollar bonus. Yeah. So he's, Unbelievable, right? Yeah, it's going to be just, I really think you're going to see a lot of regional voting. Once again, we'll, you know, we'll see what the ballots I believe we're due today. At, it's not even close. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm, I, just, I'm just saying. I say it will be. And once again, I, I say I'll be – because, Todd, I think we talked last week that you said two will not be – below a number two vote on any ballot. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think, I think he'll be at least a three. Look, you got, you got Haskins, you got mm. Kyler Murray and you got Tua. Hey, and, and you tell me that the guys in West Virginia aren't going to vote for Greer at least just, just a bad year for those guys. Any yeah, I agree. Look, they look, Heisman, right? look Phil Mickelson, will to, Phil Mickelson will go to his grave saying like, why did I have to be born the same time Tiger was? Right? <laughs> no, his, his bank account's pretty happy. Yeah, his, his, <laughs> He'll get his, over it. His, yeah. his, four, his 40 wins. He's okay. Yeah. He said that many a time. I, I have to thank Tiger for, uh, <laughs> yeah. for my, for my bank account. All right. So uh, next week we'll start getting into the Bill Risser Memorial bowl pool. Uh, and, and we'll send you a um, memorial. Let's go with something like honor. honor. Yeah. He's he's alive. I mean, come yeah, on, come on. Yeah. What's that um, Tampa Cigar City highlight? I'll send you a six pack of highlight right now. There you uh, go. Just exactly. a deposit, if you will. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's quickly hit NFL. Um, the games Thursday's game. Let's talk about that really quick because there's a game that boy did the world write off Dallas Cowboys against the Saints. I did. And they were anointing Drew Brees as, you know, one of the greatest ever. MVP. He still think, is. Uh, he still is. I yeah. think last week I said New Orleans is the best team in the NFL. They're unstoppable. Yeah. And it was just one of those games where a, a offensive juggernaut just could not get things rolling. Uh, some drop passes, some bad plays. Dallas plays good. And Dallas played good enough. Look, their defense played great. The offense yeah. played good enough to beat yeah. – 
a really powerful team, which let's just remember this conversation because if all of a sudden Oklahoma beats Alabama 13 to seven, which you never would imagine, you, you know, you think that game's going to probably be, a- I'm, I'm going to put on mute while I laugh. Hold on. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but sometimes when you think that a game's gonna be a, a, a you play the game, right? Yeah. Um, so let's just any thoughts on that game because it was a, it was a, it, that's a big that's a big loss for the Saints. Hey, look, three nights rest for a thirty-eight-year-old quarterback. Right, it's right. tough. It's tough. I, you know, um, but but that that Cowboys defense was committed. They yeah, were committed, they really were. and I, I couldn't believe how fast they were. It looked like a different speed compared to the NFL. Normally, they're already they're always fast in the NFL, but they were all over Breeze all night. So that uh, that's going to change things, especially for a quarterback who claims to be six feet and not quite there. So yeah. <laughs> one, one of my one of my big pet peeves of that game is is the first person interviewed after the game on national TV, Jerry Jones. Oh, no, no other no other owner GM is is interviewed no. after a game. It's just weird. It's just. They yeah. got to get rid of that. It's just yeah. hey, years. Hey, sometimes, especially in sports, um, losses are a bit more beneficial than wins. Yeah. Uh, oh, this yeah. is the first loss since week one. Um, Carolina uh, got beat by, you know, Tampa. Atlanta lost. So they're they're going to cruise in the cell. It looks yep. like. So although you want to win every game, I'm sure they're going to use it. They're going to yeah. If they, they, might, they might be going to LA for the uh, if they make it to the the, the conference or the uh, yeah the. Yeah, if they if they're yeah if they make that that far yeah yeah so let's run through the let's run run through the games today. Um, I should bring over Brad Steele here, who's our local Giants expert here in the room. Um, I'm watching the Giants. I'm watching I'm watching the G-Man Bears game on the plane, Bill. I'm watching on you know the Southwest app, uh, and and it's got uh, it's got it's got Fox, and um, the Giants are up ten points with like a minute and a half to go, Mm. and we're starting to begin our initial descent. And so I turn off the thing saying like, well, this game's over. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, never say that. Right? I get off the plane and I look in the bar and there's actually shit happening where there's actually the game still going on. I'm like going, are they showing replays? Nope. Actually the, the giants found a way to let that game get tied up. They right? did. They did. <clears throat> oh, oh, Odell, who I think caught one touchdown and threw for two. Amazing. He, um, he had a pivotal onside kick moment, right, where he kind of um, alligator armed it and and uh, allowed gave the Bears a chance. The Bears, yeah, a chance to recover. So yeah, hey, so good good fantasy day for him. Bad uh, onside just, kick. Just say fly Eagles fly really fast. Fly Sean. Eagles fly. <laughs> Sean won't say it at the Steel House. Yeah, I'm so mad that I've unrecorded. I can't talk about the Eagles here in front of Brad, but fly Eagles um, fly. Just say that, and you'll be all done. Fly Eagles fly. <laughs> he's got a knife. He's cutting his. Oh, you better stop. Okay, good. Is he, is he from? Uh, is he from Strong Island, Sean? <laughs> Where are you from, Brad? From New Jersey originally. He's from New Jersey originally. North yeah. or south? North or south. Yeah. 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 South Middleton, Middleton area? South, South, like he'd be a Phillies fan, right? Well, you don't like the Eagles. Yeah, you're right. It has yeah. to be yeah. South Jersey is Phillies. Yeah. 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 No, they're anti Jersey. He, right. he told me earlier he's a uh, he's a Yankees and a Giants fan, not a Mets and a Jets fan. Right? That's oh, so he likes yeah. winners, not losers. Whatever. <laughs> What's his hockey team? <laughs> <laughs> Rangers or Rangers? Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, well, because he says the Devils, yeah, the Devils um, just never got the audience here. Yeah, they never win. I get it. Don't <laughs> That's worry. why he married Sharon, right? <laughs> they won one, Bill, I think. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago, right? Uh, yeah. Roll through a couple other games, guys. Miami beats Buffalo 21 17. Um, Yay. Sorry. 
Did you see I, the end of that game? I did not. What happened? Oh my goodness. So I think, um, <laughs> I think Buffalo, Josh Allen, I think they had a good thing um, in, 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 in the future. So last play of the game, he's just scrambling and just heaves a ball towards the end zone and the bills receiver, there's no one within 20 feet either way. And it was just one of those where he didn't have enough up and the receiver dove in the end zone and it just couldn't make the catch. Not the receiver's fault, not really Josh Allen's fault because he threw it 65 yards, but it was just one of those, another foot and the bills, you know, walk off winning. So it's pretty, I'm sure you'll see it in the, on sports. Yeah, anymore. Very Buffalo like, right? If, uh, if, if, ifs and buts. <laughs> hey, if my auntie had not my uncle, Bill. That's if my uh, Bubba had baits him. That's the version <laughs> of that. If my Bubba Wait, had Sean, by the way, but pregame, I realized I root for the worst teams this year, right? <laughs> yeah. So my parents are from Buffalo. Um, Jenny loves Matthew Stafford, so I root for the Lions just to follow him. <laughs> the Falcons are the hometown team, and my Packers – Yes. <laughs> Who, uh, uh, my, uh, let's talk yeah. about that game next. They fired what McCarthy happened? today. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah let, let's go to that. Uh, the, the lowly, uh, Bills once Arizona Cardinals Oof. go Wait. to Lambeau in Bill a, has, in a, snow, than in a uh, Elizabeth Taylor, doesn't he? In a snow globe, <laughs> right? In a snow globe. I mean, there's actually snow happening. It's, it's, <laughs> it wasn't freezing. It was 30 some degrees. It was, it was, it was not, but, Bill, this is a game that had Green Bay written all over it, right? They were 10-point oh, favorites. Yeah. 10-point favorites. They come off a loss. They pretty much have to win. Have to win. At least yeah. four of the next five to have a chance. The dome uh, team from the desert headed to the frigid tundra, the frozen yeah. tundra. Roger, Roger said another relaxed moment where he's been no interviewed. Excuse. He named the next five teams just off the top of his head. He's like, we win against it. Uh, you know, the Cardinals, we win against. <laughs> oh, boy. Apparently that didn't work out for him. No, not, not so much. Yeah, and so McCarthy, it um, – Wow, that's that's thirteen a, years. Thirteen yeah, that's, years. That's amazing that it happened that fast. I mean, but that's that had, that had to be like predetermined by the GMs, right? If they lose to the Cardinals, and we're firing him. That's what we're talking about. Right yeah, you had to draw the line, right? Yeah, I'm sure Un- unbelievable. Yeah. So. so they, you know, they get rid of him, and and you know, obviously, you know, I got to think Aaron Rodgers had something to do with that, right? They probably said, "Are you okay with it?" You think they probably ran it past him? Mm. I, I, he's he's at the. He's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, right? So he's starting to probably think, I only have five more years or, or whatnot. Well, so, gosh, you look at an article the, that he was looking at Brady, right? Well, true, maybe, yeah. But I read an article that um, he wasn't – maybe felt like he was thriving under McCarthy. So I would I would agree with you, Sean. They probably – Aaron Rodgers may, probably had something to do with it, right? Yeah. Listen, uh, Mike McCarthy walks away with a Super Bowl ring. I mean, there's not a, people, yeah. not a yeah, lot of people that – that that you know, if we're sitting around saying, name a name a Super Bowl or winning quarterback or coach, and if you can't take a drink, you know we're gonna be drinking a lot because there's yeah. only so many that are you know once you get past <laughs> Belichick and, uh, and and Peyton, you know it's like gosh, who else is out there? You know, hey, and he said I, all the he he said all the right things in the exit interview. He you know yeah. he released a statement about he owes the Packers and you know he's he's a good guy just. It's time for change, right? Yeah, we're talking about coaching. I um, heard an interesting uh, statistic this morning that every single of the 32 head coaches, including McCarthy, this is before he was let go, all of them came from either the, the, the Walsh or Parcells <laughs> wow. coaching tree. Is that amazing? Wow, wow that is think crazy. About, think that through. Every single coach from those two guys. 
So, yeah. Wow. Pretty that's cool. that truly really amazing. Speaking yeah. of coaching trees, what a, what a pyramid scheme, right, Bill? <laughs> kind of. A Nick Saban assistant has never beat Nick Saban. Yes. I love that line. I love that. Unbelievable, line. right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, hey, I'm watching the uh, Chargers Steelers as we record halftime. And Ben, just another Antonio Brown touchdown tonight. And uh, yep. 23 7 now. So, yeah, uh, and listen, that's a big game because because huge. The, the next one I want to hit on, Denver beat Cincinnati 24-10. Denver – Driscoll. Uh, yes. Cincinnati, right? Uh, Denver uh, – d- don't look now, but they're making a run. Yeah, still um, still two games out of the wild card, but – Well, you know, two games out of the wild card, but, but – Four games to go. With the Chargers – Here's the throw if you're possibly watching. losing today. Oh, I see it, yeah. Right? Look at this. Yeah. He's scrambling all over the place. We're going to do a little play-by-play with Josh Allen. We're going to get in trouble with the NFL, but we're going to do it anyways. He sent the 40, and he throws it back across the field, wide open. Oh, my God. Oh. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. Rodney Harrison just watching it. That's awesome. Ouch. Wow. Ouch. Sorry, go Um, ahead. That's all right. Houston wins again. They beat Cleveland. Um, Gosh. What is that, seven in a row? That's nine in a row, I believe. Nine in a row. Wow. Yeah, so they honor their uh, McNair and and George H W Bush. Mm. Uh, you know, Houston Denizen, huge fan of of the Texans. Um, Indianapolis Ooh. and Jacksonville, a, a barn burner, a Ooh. six six nothing game. Uh, unbelievable. The good news is the over under was five. So. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Luck's been on fire lately too, but just they not, won six uh, in a row, didn't they? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. He, that was weird. Like, I see here your Buccaneers win 24-17 over Carolina. Boy, yeah. Carolina just tanks last week and then loses. Was that game in Tampa? Or was yeah, that in Tampa, good defense. Yeah, uh, four picks of, of Cam Newton. In fact, he didn't realize it was four in the post-game presser. He, uh, he thought it was three. Wow. So, yeah, he had, a, he had a rough day. Uh, Rams win, take, take a little stranglehold on the um, NFC uh, home field advantage. They're good, man. Rams yeah. are good. Um, Baltimore wins 26-16. That was a uh, Lamar Jackson-led uh, win, right? Yeah. Uh, Falcons are struggling. Yeah. <laughs> we can pretty much scratch them out. Um, Kansas City, 40-33 uh, to 33 over the Raiders. Uh, didn't see the game. How many touchdowns did Mahomes have? Uh, he threw for two, I think. Okay, let's take uh, Raiders, the first team eliminated from the playoffs. Let's take a quick social commentary uh, moment. Uh, Kareem Hunt cut from the team. Mm. Uh, video released from February's altercation with uh, a, multiple people. Four touchdowns for Mahomes. Let me get that out of the way. Four. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is he still on pace to break Brady's record? Let's see. I'm not sure about that. I'm sure he's close. He's got to be. But uh, yeah. Yeah, 23 of 38 for 295, four touchdowns. And he uh, rushed for 52 yards as well. Very impressive. <clears throat> okay. Uh, um, so, yeah, Hunt, Hunt had to go. You yeah, can't, he did. I'm surprised. And, and, and you why, know who else said February. That was in February. Yes. Yeah. You know who else said Hunt had to go? Hunt. 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 That's, I was going to say, yeah. hey, uh, what's the old adage? Um, hate the sin, love the sinner. Um, yeah. Not yeah, that yeah. I love Kareem Hunt, but he did something horrible. It came out, and he totally took the – high road and said all the right things. He said, Hey, I, not only was I wrong, but I'm not mad at, you know, the chiefs, they did what they had to do because yeah, I lied to him. They discovered it. Good, good for him. Uh, maybe yeah. that's, the, maybe that's the first step of, of getting yeah. back on. Look, that's what, that's what we all say, right? If we just would have spoke up at, at the beginning, right? If Pete yeah. Rose would have, don't, don't try and hide it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see, you know, I mean, obviously, um, you know, the Raiders or the Jaguars are always looking for a, for a player like that. Um, 
you know, it'll bounce back. It, it may take a little while, but you'll yeah. find yeah, someone. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's once again, it's a great reminder, Todd, for, for me and you and, and people with, with, you know, young kids to say, look, yeah. this is, it's a different world we're living in right now. There's, there's cameras looking at us everywhere. Um, <laughs> don't, don't commit the act and, and you will be filmed doing so. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not forget the don't commit the act part. Yes. That's the most important <laughs> lesson, right? <laughs> as we were, on, Sean. as we were here uh, in, in, I'm nitpicking I'm nitpicking. In, yeah. in Cranford, an amazing place called the hotel, which uh, Sharon and Brad took me to uh, Tennessee comes back and wins over the jets. A great comeback wow. in the fourth quarter. Were there jets uh, fans there? Uh, there was no Jets fans there. Okay, good. All right. Um, I've been told there's no Jets fans in New Jersey. Okay, gotcha. All right. Good. <laughs> but uh, big, big win. And I, I tell you, Mike Vrabel, um, getting those mm-hmm. boys to believe in something. Um, yeah. You know, look, the the uh, the uh, the Texans are, are are playing good, but Tennessee kind of just if they can just kind of hang around and make some noise, wait for other teams to lose, uh, they they might have something to say about the AFC wild card uh, come the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, I'll give you – here's a rundown on the wild card currently, right? So you've got the uh, Chargers – let's assume they go 8-4. and four. They don't come back tonight. Ravens sit at 7-5, and five, so there's your, your two. After that, mm-hmm. Dolphins, Colts, Broncos, Titans, all 6-6. Six and six. And somehow oh, the wow. Bungles at 5-7 and seven still have a shot, John. They're still yeah. alive, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Wow, that's a that's, – there's going to be a lot of fun there in the uh, – That's crazy. AFC. Um, Seahawks win and uh, go to the NFC bill where yeah. Seahawks now are, they got to be in the fifth spot, right? They're in the fifth spot. You got the Redskins playing tomorrow night. If they win, they're tied with the Seahawks at seven and five. They're playing yeah. the Eagles. And then, um, behind them, you got the Vikings at six, five and one, the Panthers at six and six, the Eagles, if they can win, get to six and six. So they're not fly, out of it. Yeah. Eagles fly. And then the, Buc- <laughs> <laughs> and the Buccaneers at five and seven are still with a, a ah. slim chance. Wow. Flynn. And then obviously Minnesota uh, puts up a good fight, but they lose to New England. Um, did, you guys, did you guys see Thielen, Adam Thielen go off on Belichick? Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. I just I didn't have the sound up when I was – it was on the little TV. And I, he, they were actually – Face-to-face? Face-to-face, like, you know, they were pulling Thielen away and Belichick didn't, wasn't backing down. And like really, he, he ran like an out pattern and ended yeah. up on the sidelines. And then – Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But so. it was, it was, it was uh, interesting. You don't usually see that very much. I I thought it was a funny they showed Brady ran for his thousandth rushing yeah, yard. Yeah, one thousand. Yep, I saw nineteen that. years. Yeah, he finally ran for a thousand yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lamar Jackson will have that like uh, by the end of the season. <laughs> so he he averages five. Is that five yards a, a season? No, <laughs> exactly. <sorry. laughs> no, that's I'm sorry, fifty. Fifty a season. Longevity is a good thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, who plays tomorrow night? I, not, Eagles, Redskins. Oh, Eagles, Redskins. Fly, Eagles. Fly. Oh, your boy's two favorite teams, probably, right? Oh, yes. I'm sure he loves them both. <laughs> yeah. Actually, probably. You hoping know, for a tie. Hoping for a tie or <laughs> Eagles win because Eagles win, obviously, yeah. you know, puts, just puts yeah, down further, skins, yeah. further up. So, yeah. all right, boys. Um, good week. John Rom wins the uh, Hero World Challenge. Todd, let's hit EPL really quick. Well, let's hit soccer in general. Or Real football. quick. Um, real quick. So first of all, this is the real quick moment with Todd Meyer. There you go. I think you guys say it more than I do now, which is kind of ironic. I got it. You know what we do? This is Todd. It's going to be the real quick moment brought to you by Nestle quick. We got the sponsorship for it. That's sponsored by Quick Crete, right? <laughs> Quick Crete, even better. <laughs> so um, I wish uh, our buddy uh, Shay, Y2 Shay was on because um, Atlanta's playing Portland next Saturday. Saturday, right. 
at eight o'clock for the uh, MLS Cup. So very do I, exciting. Do I smell a bet? Do I smell a bet somewhere? Oh my god! Well, hey, Shake Shake can't lose. He's from Atlanta and he lives in Portland. He's yeah, know. yeah. He he may not want to, right? Yeah, um, right? So anyway, good good stuff happened in the MLS. Um, so going to the EPL this week, it was uh, Derby week, and you may ask yourself, what's a Derby? Uh, it's the I don't know if it's an English term or just one we don't use here, but it's a it would be if Auburn's playing Alabama, if um, if if Florida's playing Florida State, rivalry. but rivalry it's week. actually yeah, derby. It's rivalry, but it's actually in the same town, right? So there was the North London derby, derby this morning. It was Arsenal beating Tottenham four two, mm. but the big one um, was Liverpool Everton. Yeah, Everton apparently. Liverpool is big enough to have two soccer clubs, and I'm saying that a little tongue-in-cheek. Um, it's a super blue-collar town in England. I follow Liverpool, uh, love to watch them. They're, they're, they're my team. Um, them and Arsenal are the two teams I follow in the, in the Premier League. So, literally, it's in stoppage time. There was four minutes of stoppage time. Everton, of course, was doing the stall tactics. They subs a man out. It takes literally like 45 seconds to walk. They walk, yeah. It's just so – it's part of the game, but it's the biggest criticism of soccer, the flops, um, the stalling. That, that just gets added to stoppage time, right? Well, that's a, that's a great point, Sean. So even though there's only four stoppage minutes, in the 96th minute – and, and please, I encourage you to watch on on, on uh, uh, go on Twitter and find the clip. So um, Liverpool's driving, a shot gets blocked, right? And um, a Liverpool defensive guy actually takes a swipe of the ball, and it's a whiff, right? So there's some backspin. It's like a fan, right? Just like a hockey where you take a big swing and you barely barely hit it. So he hits the ball, and it looks like it's going to go 30 yards over the goal, but he has so much backspin. It ends up going towards the goal. The keeper who is, um, gosh, Jordan uh, Pickford, who's the English uh, national team goalie. He's, he's the goalie for the world cup squad. He puts two hands on it. Then it hits the crossbar bounces in and the Liverpool guy who heads it in, in the 96 minute, you've got to watch wow. it. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp, the manager, goes so crazy in very poor form, and he'll be fine for it. Runs on the field, hugs the goalie. Um, look it up. I, I retweeted it a couple times today, so so please go look at it. Um, exciting things happening on uh, on Derby Day. So Liverpool's in second place. Man, man City is in first by two points. Um, they're 14 games in in a 36-game season, so a long way to go, but um, still pretty exciting. Wow. So we got ATL in Portland, and we got the APL in full swing. That's it. That's it. Good. Well, guys, won't be long before college bowl season kicks off. We got NFL in our final four weeks starting next week. Um, so we'll hit it hard next week. We'll probably get back to a little NBA action with Shea on, on board and we'll touch college basketball, which is heating up ACC big 10 challenge, which some teams are starting to separate themselves from the, from the field with Kansas, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Duke, obviously at the top of the field. Um, let's quickly go around the horn. Todd, what do you got going on this week? So, Sean, um, business as usual uh, this week um, with the caveat that it's December and things slowed down a little bit. So it's a good time to kind of take stock and see where you've been last year or where you want to be moving forward and to, uh, you know, obviously close whatever you can to end the year. Um, Next Friday, I'll be in Chattanooga for our company's holiday party, uh, which is going to be, you know, fun to get together with the whole team. 
which includes Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi. Um, Bar- Barnsley Gardens or something? No, no, that's actually more um, – North Georgia, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, just uh, Chattanooga, staying at the Marriott downtown, uh, going to the public house nice. for the company dinner and then going out afterwards. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, again, seeing all the guys in the team. And uh, I'd be remiss to um, wish our our fellow listeners who are celebrating it uh, happy Hanukkah today, right? Um, my sister, uh, Amy, actually converted, uh, married my brother-in-law, uh, and is Jewish. So I'd, I'd be uh, remiss not to wish uh, those who are celebrating a uh, happy Hanukkah. Awesome. Good. Bill, for you, bud, what's going on? Tell us who's on the real estate sessions this week. Uh, so this week... I'm bringing uh, Matt Beal, who is the founder and uh, uh, really an amazing guy with Hawaii Life. Um, so, mm. yeah, great interview. He's did a, you fly out to interview him, Bill? I did. I had to fly to uh, <laughs> Kauai, where he lives. Uh, and uh, it was a rough gig. And So he's great. And I did you like Drew Coleman, Sean? Loved him. Yeah, In, great. Interesting guy, huh? Have you met him before? No. Yeah. So he hopefully he'll come out to him and, and we can uh, make that we can meet him and have a beer. He's an interesting, he was a great guy too. So, so that's, what's going on with me. Um, I'm headed to Orlando tomorrow on mm. Monday to meet with the Florida association of realtors, Sean, to nice. talk about uh, me talking to some of the uh, educators around the state uh, about relationships. How's that? Nice. And, Good yeah. And then also um, I'm going to talk to the, the woman who runs the, the bar camp in August for the Florida state convention. Good. Uh, and I've already submitted a few names, Sean. You, hey. you may be on the list for people that I think should be there. So we'll see if nice. we can make it happen. So. It. All right. Good. Guys, so so life's tough for Bill. Monday, <laughs> Naples. Tuesday, Hawaii. Is that how it goes? Exactly. <laughs> no, what can I tell you? <laughs> yep. uh, for me, guys, I got one of my last few events of the year. I'll be at Triple Play, which is a big, huge event for the North, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania Realtors. Uh, in Atlantic City on Tuesday, doing two presentations there. Next week, I, I wrap up uh, the year with uh, the Certified Real Estate Mentor Program in Columbus. Mm. So we'll talk that more. Great program yeah. that they built in Columbus, and I'm I'm the uh, the lead facilitator of that. So, hey, can I, real quick, will you do me a yes. favor? Say hi to my favorite real Jersey quick. girl, my favorite Jersey girl, Paula Montefer. When you, I'll see, see her. I'll see her tomorrow. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, hey, on behalf of Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.